Hello, friends, and welcome to episode 664 of the Juicebox Podcast. On today's episode of Defining Diabetes, Jenny Smith and I are going to define a phrase that I use every day managing type 1 diabetes. Many of you may think of it as a sports thing, but for me, it applies to type 1 and insulin management in general very, very well. So today, Jenny and I will define dictate the pace. You know, if you'd like to hire Jenny, she works at integrateddiabetes.com. Head on over there and check her out. Before you do that, please remember while you're listening that nothing you hear on the Juicebox podcast should be considered advice, medical or otherwise. Always consult a physician before making any changes to your healthcare plan or becoming bold with insulin. If you have type 1 diabetes and are a U.S. resident or are the caregiver of a type 1 and are a U.S. resident, please head over to t1dexchange.org forward slash juicebox. Take the survey. You'll be helping people with type 1 diabetes and supporting the show. This episode of the Juicebox podcast is sponsored by U.S. Med. U.S. Med is the online diabetes supplier that you've been looking for. They have a dedicated 800 number for Juicebox podcast listeners, and you can call today to get your free benefits check. 888-721-1514 or go to usmed.com forward slash juicebox. U.S. Med wants to bring you better service and better care than you're accustomed to. All right, Jenny, I would like to talk about an idea that I keep in my head around diabetes that I don't think you're going to see on any uh, in any diabetes textbooks, um, but I like to dictate the pace, and okay. um, I think of that as a sports metaphor. Um, in my mind, it's usually a, a boxing metaphor more than anything else. Um, I was thinking running, but okay. Okay, well, yeah, that's a good idea that, you, you know, you, you could jump out ahead and once you have the lead, you're in control of maintaining the lead, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. It is a simple idea. Um, normally, what I say, it's it's funny. I'll, I'll retell this very quickly. I was in front of like 500 people one time. And I said, you try to imagine that you invite somebody out to speak at something. And they get up on a stage in front of all your people. And he goes, has anybody ever been in a fist fight? <laughs> you know the people who are running the <laughs> event go, what is the guy on oh. stage talking about? <laughs> And he was here to talk about this. <laughs> who vetted this guy? <laughs> right? Right, right. So, um, and you, you hear somebody in the corner go, "He's got a podcast. People seem to like it." I don't. It's not my fault. But I, I say, <laughs> they said this one time. Like, who's ever been in a fist fight? And this little kid, I swear to you, is like six years old, just jumps up out of his seat and puts up his hand. And I'm like, oh. I'm like, you should not be hitting people, kid. <laughs> I was like, is anyone else, <laughs> any grown people, been in a fight? <laughs> and so this man finally like kind of put his hand up and he was embarrassed. He's an older guy at the time. He goes, I- I've been in a couple of fist fights. And I said, uh, would you rather hit the person first or get hit first? And he did not hesitate. He's like, I, I want to hit first. And I said, yes. And I was like, and that's how I use insulin. And I'm like, you mm-hmm. got to hit first because then everything that happens after that is dictated by the pace that you've set. Yes. And more importantly, what I hear people talking about all the time with insulin is 
they act like it's happening to them. You know how they just, diabetes is happening to them all the time. I don't know. I get high. I get low. I don't know why. Like, right? In that scenario, diabetes has dictated the pace. Yes. And now you're the person frantically trying to catch back up again. In my opinion, you hit first. And that way, at the very least, even if what happens next isn't exactly what you wanted to happen, at least you know you made it happen. And you can kind Mm -hmm. of step back and make sense of that. I bolused five units for this meal. And, you know, a half an hour afterwards, I'm 65 and it's not coming up. Right, right. Right? I didn't get a spike. So I think my pre-bolus was okay. But I'm a little low. And what that tells me next time is, well, maybe I'm going to try four and a half units for that meal next time. But at least you know what's going to happen next. Because... You know, if if you if you let diabetes go first, if you don't pre-bolus your meal, as an example, even if you've got the right amount of insulin, now you're shooting up and you've added variables, mathematical variables mm-hmm. that your brain cannot find or figure out anymore, right? right. Y- you could kind of get ahead of the idea of, I think this meal is 45 carbs and I think my insulin to carb ratio is this, so it's five units. But once you don't pre-bolus, once you give those carbs the opportunity to get out in front, now it's dictating the pace and it's changing the rules as it's going. Because no longer are you just trying to cover these carbs. You could have started at a beautiful blood sugar, but if you didn't pre-bolus, now you're not just trying to cover these carbs with this insulin, but you're trying to stop this rise. You're trying to take this momentum out of this rise and you've got to correct a number and keep the food covered all without creating a low later. Right. right. But if you just right. go first, if you punch first, what happens next? You made happen, you know, right. might not and be- then you can figure it out from there. Like you said, yeah. if it's, you know, if it's your first sort of adjustment to a ratio or you've really decided to get more precise about your carb counting and you're trying to figure out your insulin dosing now that you are being more precise or whatever it is, you're putting in effort and whatever outcome is because you made a decision to do something this way. Right. And it, like you said, it makes it a lot easier then to say, okay, you know, I got low after this meal where I, I know everything I put in should have been right. Mm-hmm. Maybe now that I'm counting more appropriately, maybe my bolus ratio is actually too aggressive. Maybe it doesn't need to be as much insulin or maybe... I pre bolus really, really long, and that's the reason now I'm actually too low. Yeah. So, you know, it gives you points to sort of reference and go back to to make a better call the next time if you give enough time. It's kind of like your example. I know you always use the um, tug-of-war game, right, between mm-hmm. insulin and, and food and insulin and carbs. So you want insulin pulling a little bit bigger. Yeah. <laughs> And sooner. And and sooner, and then you have more control of the out of why things are turning out the way that they did. Right. Yeah. I mean, people are gonna put it into whatever perspective they can. That's what I want. I mean, you might not be interested in the same things I'm interested in, but um, you know, another way to think about it is if you like baseball and you're pitching, you need a strike the first time, right? Like there's nothing worse than starting with a ball. Now it's one and oh. And you're already behind. And now you're just like, oh, now everything gets finer. It gets tighter. You have to be perfect because you're running out of chances. And But if you start with a strike, 
you're ahead. Now, if the guy should hit the ball and he gets a hit, that's good good on him. Tough luck for you. But at right. least you're not fighting with this guy down two balls, no strikes. Like, like you're dictating the pace. You're like, all right, if you beat me, you beat me. But if you don't beat me, we're playing this game on my terms. I'm getting ahead of you. You're the one who's at at a disadvantage, not me. And once right. you get that advantage, the worst thing you can do is give up the high ground. Like mm-hmm. you always make the opponent fight from down low, right? And that's what you have to do with the diabetes. It's what you have to do with the blood. I think of it as the blood sugar probably. But um, you come at it hard and then you're now dictating the pace. And then it might try to do something else. And maybe it'll even do something that you don't like. But mm-hmm. you don't switch places with it when that happens. This is such a weird idea. But, you know, you strike first, you're ahead. It strikes back. You don't go into defensive mode. You push back again. right? You keep the high ground. Always keep yourself in that position. This may be more of a an intellectual exercise than it is an actual physical exercise uh, when you're man- managing insulin. But whether you think of it as a mindset or as an actual action that you're going to take, in my mind, the minute you start, you know, I'm, I'm jumping my sports metaphors all over the place, but the minute you start covering up your face, I mean, think of every fight you've ever seen. When I cover up, I'm screwed, you know, mm-hmm. like you got to keep moving forward. Right. I I kind of think about it in a little bit, I guess in, I I think about it in terms of how insulin works, right? As we've talked time and again about rapid insulin and really dictating the pace means you understand how long it actually takes insulin to start working. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of think of it being a runner. I think of it like a warm up. Okay. Like a pre-bolus to me is kind of like a warm-up. I don't leave my house at, uh, you know, huge, like I, I don't sprint out of my driveway, right? <laughs> my muscles are going to be like, okay, we're done now. Thank you so much. Yeah. I need to get things going. And I, that's why I think about my pre-bolus is kind of like that warm-up time until like insulin is really now like it's ready. And this is to, this is the time to put my food in. Because it's gotten enough time to get its momentum right, and get moving. Um, so that's kind of how I think of well, it. Well, that's beautiful, really, because that's, like, um, that's like thinking about it like starting a – have you ever seen a locomotive start moving? Or have you yes. ever been on a cruise ship? Like no. A, okay. If you could no be desire. A, all right. Well, no. listen. <laughs> I'm, I'm sad to tell you I've been on a, a cruise ship. And it's – you're up against the dock and the thing's not moving, Right. And they unmoor it, and then it starts to move. And it's many minutes before you recognize that the ship is moving, sure. right? So I guess the old adage is like turning the t- you know turning a turning a ship takes forever, that kind of thing. But when you just talked about it as warming up to run, I've seen a um a a freight train pull pull out of a station, and it starts to move. Like it's trying to go and it doesn't move right away. And then it starts very, 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 very slowly. I mean, almost imperceivable to your eye at first. And then it's moving at a snail's pace. And then it almost looks like it's walking away. But I'll tell you what, 15 minutes from now, 
that thing's it's got it. moving like a rocket, you, you yes. know, and you can't stop it. Um, that's a perfect way to think about the insulin. It, it really is. You can't just you can't just push the button on your pump and start eating. By the way, especially with some pumps, uh, I'll use Omnipod as an example. Omnipod puts insulin in on the slower side. Like if you're making a big bolus, it isn't it magically yeah, it isn't magically in 30 seconds from now. You might look up a couple minutes from now and you've only got five of the 10 units in. And, and if, as a good example, Omnipod's each click is 0. 0.05. Really? As it's bolus click in. Half is unit. 0. 0.05. Half unit. Oh, I see. 0. No 0. 0. 0. 0.05, 0. 0.05, 0. I mean, it takes a while. I've I've counted them. I did it when I first started years and years ago on Omnipod. I asked my trainer, I was like, all these little clicks. She said, yeah, if you wanted to, you could count them up and see how many go into like a one unit bolus because they're all 0. 0.05, 0. 0.05, 0. 0.05. Jenny, you are the exact right kind of dork for this podcast. I'll <laughs> <laughs> I like that's okay. I'll be a dork. No, that's, I mean that's that. Totally in a, fine. I mean that in a wonderful way. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, so in my mind, when if you hear me say like dictate the pace, this is what I'm talking about. I'm talking about you can you can picture it any way in your heart you want to. If you're a UFC fan, once they're down on the mat, jump on top of them and keep punching them in the face until they give up. Like, do not stand up. Turn your back. And get kicked in the back of the head, you know? Um, and I do think that in practical terms, when you're making a bolus, it's it's easy to push the button and just think it's going to be okay. But if you're using a CGM, my goodness, 30 minutes afterwards, take a look at it. You know what I mean? 45 minutes, well, take a look. You know, if you have your settings set to alarm on your Dexcom, for example, like Arden's is 70 and... 130, mine 70 and 120 when I'm following her. If 30 minutes later, she's 115 diagonal up and, and I'm starting to look at a real harsh up, this might not be going the way I think it's going to go. But if you don't look or if you have your high alarm set at 180, you know, then by the time it's You won't one, know soon enough. It's too late now. And now you're, and you're immediately chasing at that point. When you find out too late, now you're chasing. Now you're you know, from a previous episode. Now you're showing up 15 minutes after the bank's been robbed, right? Um, so mm -hmm. we, we, you want to, the information is your friend. You know, people talk about like data, you can call it whatever you want, but this thing is telling you what's about to happen or what is happening. And if there's a moment where if you react correctly, you maintain control. And right. there's a time that you wait too long where that control changes hands. And now you've given up the high ground. And what that means, practically speaking with diabetes, is you're about to spend the next three to four hours beating your head against the wall, drinking juice or bolusing or whatever's going on because you let this thing get the better of you. And in my mind, a couple of well-placed glances, a little bit of effort up front saves three and four hours of what actually feels like a tragedy when it's happened in the middle of your day. You get really, sure. you hear people well, and especially overnight. Oh, it's terrible. I think yeah. the overnight is the biggest complaint. Yeah. Yeah. Cause when are you going to sleep now? It, it, because in your mind, you're like, okay, well I bolus this one eighty. It's not, it's not going to be low in an hour, but if I fall asleep, am I going to wake back up? And then you start doing that thing where you're like, oh, I'll just sit up till two 30. 
And then right. at 2.30, it's one fifty, and you're like, oh, I guess it needs a little more. And now all of a sudden, it's 4 in the morning. And, yes. you know, it just it, – it, it, paying attention up front, doing the little things, keeping the timing of the insulin on your side, dictating the pace, however you want to think about it. A little bit of effort up front saves a ton of problems on the back end. Right. That's all. And some of it is also, you know, some experience obviously goes into it too. I mean, I I would certainly say that it takes a little bit of time to know yeah. how to manipulate things, right? I mean, I, I had a horrible pod site the other night, like horrible. And <laughs> obviously slept through high alarms. Mm-hmm. I mean, and my high, high alarms are not like terribly high. <laughs> so <laughs> I slept through a lot of alarms, woke up in the morning at, I think it was like 2.50, 2.50 a.m. And I knew before even looking at my CGM, I knew that I was high. Right. I knew I was high. And I look at it and I'm like, okay, this is always lovely at this time of the night, right? And I bolused, took an injection to bolus because my new sites, I knew I had a blood sugar like that were just not going to get over this high. I bolused. I navigated up my low alarm just a little bit in case of need to kind of catch what was falling. Mm-hmm. And I woke up in the morning at 84. Look at and you. It was nice and flat. That's I felt beautiful. like I jumped up and I was like, woohoo. <laughs> like nobody was there to see me, but that's okay. I did my own little happy dance. Well, I, I'll do it with you because knowing that that's what needs to be. And at 2 30 in the morning, getting your ass out of bed and changing that pump <laughs> and giving your shut, that's not easy to do. Right. No. But what it did was it saved your next day. It did. It really entirely. did. You, if you ignore that, you wake up, you're 300. Yes. You spend five hours fixing mm-hmm. that easily and you feel terrible. Oh, I was 301. I uh, was 301. Oh, were you? I woke up. Yeah. That, I can't remember the last time I, I saw a number that high. I So it was, I mean, very clear to me where my pump had actually like pooped out. Yeah. And, and in terms of, you know, we were talking about before kind of like that black hole mm-hmm. kind of there was clearly a black hole that started <laughs> because I could tell where the black hole ended up causing the rise up to happen right. and it just kept going from there. Wasn't so. going to stop. No kidding. Yeah. I mean, and you said something earlier too, like you really do need to like, if, if this is for somehow, this is your first episode of the podcast oh my God, please don't start here. You, you know, no. like go back to no. 210, listen through the pro tips, try the Defining Diabetes series. Like you don't want to jump in at, at ninja level and and try to start rolling. You really will mess it up. There's a lot to understand on top of that. But yes. once you're caught up, listen, I think of the podcast as a compendium. Like my assumption is if you're listening to this at episode, I mean, I don't even know, this is probably in the late 600s. You know, my thought is that you've heard the stuff before this. So yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, I really appreciate you taking the time to do this with me. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Always fun. Thank you. I cannot be the only one of us who is incredibly frustrated with the company that sends the diabetes supplies to our house. I uh, I just can't be. I mean, if the experience that I've had so far in all these years is even a little reminiscent of what you're going through, then you may be looking for something better. You may be looking for U.S. Med, a company who prides themselves on white glove service. 
They want you to get better service and better care than you're accustomed to. US Med is the number one distributor for Freestyle Libre systems nationwide. They are the number one specialty distributor for Omnipod Dash, the fastest growing tandem distributor nationwide, and the number one rated distributor in Dexcom customer service surveys. With over 1 million diabetes customers served since 1996, US Med carries everything from insulin pumps and diabetes testing supplies to the latest CGMs. They always provide 90 days worth of supplies and fast free shipping. US Med accepts Medicare nationwide and over 800 private insurers. Come on, give them a call. 888-721-1514. Get your free benefits check. Find out why they have an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. Wouldn't you like some white glove service? I know I would. The phone number again is 888-721-1514. And that number is just for Juicebox podcast listeners. Or you can go directly to usmed.com forward slash juicebox and get that free benefits check there. At that link, you can also see reviews for US Med. Better service, better care. There are links in the show notes of your podcast player and links at juiceboxpodcast.com to US Med and all of the sponsors. If you enjoyed this episode of the podcast, there are many more Defining Diabetes episodes. There's a list of them, a complete and full list of them at Juicebox Podcast, Type 1 Diabetes on Facebook. That's the private group that you uh, might want to join. I am now going to try to list all of the Defining Diabetes episodes in one take without misspeaking. I'm not going to do the episode numbers. You're going to have to get those from the Facebook group, okay? All right, give me a second here. Let me, let me center myself. You ready? Here I go. Starts at episode 236 with bolus, then basal, honeymoon, A1C, time and range, standard deviation, extended bolus, algorithm, non-compliant, glycemic index and load, pre-bolus, trust will happen, low before high, brittle diabetes, stop the arrows, ketones, insulin resistance and overbolus, feeding insulin, bump and nudge, rage bolus, compression lows, and interstitial fluid, Fat and protein rise, dawn phenomenon, smoji effect, feet on the floor, instant sense, damn, instant sense, damn, instant sensitivity. Why can't I say sensitive? Oh, insulin sensitivity factor, adrenaline highs, insulin deficit, growth hormones, stacking insulin, hydration, lot of diabetes, moody diabetes, crutch, crutch, crush it and catch it. C-peptide and beta cell, insulin on board, pump break, barriers, and today's episode dictate the pace. Once again, there are lists available on my social media. Check it out. Tell you what, I'm going to put it up on Instagram today. Uh, then you'll be able to find it there in the Instagram wall or story. I don't know what you kids call that. Uh, story? No, not story. I don't know. Wherever you put the pictures. And it'll be on both my Facebook pages. The private one, the Juicebox Podcast, Type 1 Diabetes, and the public page, Bold with Insulin.
Actually, the Defining Diabetes series, as well as the Diabetes Pro Tip series, is available at diabetesprotip.com and at juiceboxpodcast.com, as well as those other places aforementioned. Thank you so much for listening. I'll be back very soon with another episode of the Juice Box Podcast. Hey, if you're listening in a podcast app, follow and subscribe, follow and subscribe, follow and subscribe.